0: Prowlers podcast, where the talk is all things paranormal, supernatural, spooky, and unexplained. I'm your host, Tessa Morrow, and the tunes, well, those are courtesy of my friend Bobby Mackey. Now, you may notice that this is not on Monday. This was released on a different day. Now I'm feeling kind of generous. It is October, my friends. We are in October, my favorite month of the year. Colors are changing. The leaves are showing their true selves. Pumpkin spice is in the air. Black kitties wandering by. Oh my, I just love October. hmm So I thought I would throw some bonus episodes in here. And this is bonus episode number one. Now, Ouija boards. Okay, you either love them or hate them. In my many discussions with people, I've found there is no in between. Now, I'm sure there is with some, but. And it's unfortunate. Can't something just be mystifying and mysterious without being hated on? When I was a child, I'm not gonna lie, I had a weird experience with one. I don't know how we got our little hands on one, but we did. My childhood friend, the late Christalia, you heard from her mother Kari a few weeks back. We were using one when Christalia's mom, my dear friend Kari, comes in, walks through the door, sees what us little kiddos are doing, upset, and I imagine confused on why we were using the Ouija board. We were only little kiddos. We lived in an area that saw many cold nights, okay? And almost every home had at least one wood-burning stove. Hers was roaring that night. She threw it in, and I swear, we all heard a woman scream. (coughs) No, it wasn't from outside. We all heard it with our own ears coming from in the house. I'll never Forget that sound. Years after this incident happened, I would have a radio show where I was lucky to have many guests, many phenomenal guests. Two of those being Robert Murch, who I call the Ouija King, and the second one being Karen Dahlman. I shared with Bob that encounter from so long ago and he wasn't surprised in the very slightest. He actually shared with me that many people have told him that they've Experienced the same phenomenon throughout the years with the Ouija board. When you try to destroy it, especially burning it, a scream has been heard. So I'm not the only one. I'm not going crazy. <laughs> Ouija boards, truly a phenomenal object, and was often used by the whole family, kids and all, back in the day. I've had the pleasure to have this week's episodes guest on my radio show about a year or so ago. Karen Dahlman is an accomplished author, Ouija practitioner, and talk show host who serves as a director for the Talking Board Historical Society. And let's jump right in to that phenomenal interview. So, Karen, thank you for joining me this fine evening. Welcome to Paranormal Prowlers Podcast, my friend.
1: Hey, thank you, Tessa. It's great to be back with you again.
0: Yeah, it's been a while since we've last talked on the old phone, and it's always a pleasure chatting with you.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I think it's been about a year and a half since we last spoke on your show.
0: I think so. Wow, time really flies by.
1: (laughs) I know, doesn't it? It's amazing how much time has gone by already. It's like, I thought I was thinking, oh, that was earlier this year. No, it was like a year and a half ago. Right.
0: Right. Yeah, that's quite amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to have had you on the radio show and now have you absolutely on the podcast. So good things, good things. <laughs> yeah,
1: thank you. Yeah, congratulations on that too for you have this new venue you're doing, which is really exciting.
0: Thank you. Yeah, it's it is exciting. It's so rewarding. And I always tell people I love podcasts because I always get to see the cities that are listening and the countries. And um, to me, that's just so rewarding seeing where people are from who are actually taking time to listen, you know, and
1: oh, yeah, awesome, absolutely. Absolutely, it's great to see where your audience is, and and it, it's. It, I mean, it is. It's really fun. I, I like it on my website. I get to see where all, all the people that are coming from they are reading articles or checking, you know, out the past videos such as this or podcasts, and where, and where they're from too. So it's neat to see those statistics. Right.
0: right. Absolutely, totally agree with you. So Karen, you know, you were only. But a young child, when you first had an encounter with the paranormal and supernatural, talk, if you will, about about that, your introduction to the paranormal world.
1: Yeah, well, you're right. It came at a very young age. Um, As far back as I can remember, around the age of two is when it started. And and I didn't know it was paranormal. I just thought it was just normal. (laughs) I just thought it was what everybody else saw. But I had a... um, what. I was told I saw it was an imaginary playmate, um, but definitely he was not imaginary, as he's come back to me as an adult now too. But it was uh, a little—you um, could say—he looked almost like a sprite or an elf, uh, a small person, and he would come and talk to me and play with me, and we would—I would ask questions about things, and it was you know like a child would, just child thing, and and just sit toys together. And as I got older, it's probably when I asked more questions, but. I worked with this being till I was about five years old. And even though nobody else could see him, I, it was clear as a bell to me. It was in my room. We would talk all the time. I would see him in other places in the house, but nobody else could see him. I'd say, look, can you not see him? He's right there. And mm-hmm. No, no, there's nobody there. So, you know, I learned at a very young age, you may not want to tell everybody what's going on, what you're seeing and fear that I would lose it like, like for some reason my friend might have to leave if, if I if they told me it was you know it was fake. So I was just I, I was inducted at a young age to keep this stuff mostly quiet
0: right. That's kind of sad too, you know. I mean, this is a a friend of yours, and it's not always imaginary friends, you know. I mean, these things happen where it's like, you know, there's a spirit here. And I think now, in this day and age, I think more, of course, there's always going to be skeptics. Me and you both know that, Karen, but sure, sure. (laughs) You know, right now, I think it's such an important time for the paranormal world and realm. I think more people are becoming accepting to it and are kind of opening up their eyes and going okay maybe there is something there just because we can't see it doesn't mean that it's not there you know
1: i think that you've got a good point and this is what i say to parents who have a child and this comes from my experiences as a psychotherapist too what i would say to them is it's not even if you ask them about what they're experiencing. It's not really feeding into something some something they're going to fabricate. It's really children play at that age too. Any way you can help them develop their imagination, or their, I call it the imaginal faculties, which is like a muscle they must use. Like I'm going to I'm going to relay it to a muscle because it's like if you don't use it, you kind of lose it. You don't get to expand it. And children are wonderful for going into this realm. And, and I'll talk about the imaginal in just a moment, but what I suggest is they say to the child, "Hey, so you you have this friend. Why don't you draw a picture of your friend? Why don't you write a story about your friend? Yeah. Why don't you you know talk, why don't you make a little book about it? Why don't you you know let's make a poem together or or you know to to feed the creativity of that person. Typically, what I've learned in the research I did for one of my books where I talked about uh, imaginary playmates, so so called, is that. There's a lot of research out there that, that people who tend to have them are the ones who will be are open to seeing beyond the veil, are open to seeing into other dimensions, and they have a gift. And many of them are very creative people. And so to help them develop their creativity in that way, and trust me, they will know that it probably isn't appropriate to go to school in and class and, and tell their teachers, hey, uh, can you get a desk for my friend over here, you know, nobody yeah. can see him. <laughs> yeah, they're going to know better than that. They really will. But what I want to say a little bit about the imagination. When you do any kind of... Psychic work, mediumship, reading work, animal communication, even Ouija board work, you go into the imagination for that is within your mind where the images, sensations, the feelings, the thoughts, the discernment of the thoughts from yours to theirs, even when you're channeling, that's when you begin to distinguish and discern what is what. And this is also the place where these readings happen these experiences occur, so that you can begin to go, you get a message in your mind, you go, oh, I recognize where that's coming from, that's not me, that must be my in communication with this animal I'm trying to read right now, or this client in front of me. And so that's what I've learned about the, imag- the imaginal faculties, the Imagination Center, is that the more we can work with that and, and spark our own creativity, the more we're going to be open to these kind of communications.
0: That's, yeah, that's amazing advice, Karen, for sure. So for the listeners who do have children, I mean, I think I think for the most part, the people who are listening already accept and acknowledge the paranormal and stuff. But for the people listening, just for the ent- entertainment purposes and who have children, those are good words to remember. So Karen, you know, you and... I always consider Robert Murch like the king of Ouija, and I. <laughs> <Yeah>. and, yes. <laughs> and you know, you're the gal. You're I. I think you're the queen of Ouija, and so you're oh. <laughs> you're considered an expert Ouijaologist or Ouijaologist. Because I even asked Bob one time. I was like, "How do you say it? Is it Ouija or Ouija? And He's like, "You know, there's no wrong way to say it. You could say it this way or that way." So it's like. Are you a Ouija-ologist or a Ouija <laughs>
1: Well, I, I'm kind of old school. Originally, it was pronounced Ouija, and they actually put the pronunciation on a box um, when, the, when some of the earlier boxes where it was pronounced Ouija. Oh, but what's okay. happened over the over the years is that our our lexicon has kind of changed the way we say it, so, so our vernacular about it. So people can say Ouija Ouija or Ouija and not be incorrect. You'll hear me saying Ouija more because I'm kind of old school in that sense. Yeah. And so I would pronounce it Ouijaologist.
0: <laughs> okay, yes. Yeah. So you're an expert Ouijaologist, and talk a little bit about that. <laughs>
1: Well, listen, Ouija is tongue-in-cheek. It's something that I just I coined to be funny in a way, because you hear about demonologists and yeah. anthropologists and psychologists, and I'm a psychotherapist. So I thought, Ouijaologist, that's kind of fun. But what what I really mean by that is that I'm a Ouija practitioner. So I said Ouija right there. See, so I'll say it. <laughs> I'm a Ouija, Ouija practitioner. What it means is I actually use the board to do my channeling and my work into the other dimensions. I will, I will also work other ways, just through my mind and through writing. But my favorite, and also, also, tarot and oracle cards but my favorite all-time favorite and what i'm really really good at doing is using the ouija board and so that's really what the ouijaology means is that i studied the use of the board and i'm a practitioner
0: yeah no that's that's amazing and that is awesome and i am a fan of the ouija board and the talking boards and they're just so mysterious and unique and amazing and i know you actually have a nice collection of ouija boards and talking boards and how many do you have at the moment karen and which ones are your favorite well
1: great question i just received a new one every now and then people gift me boards they make them themselves and they send them to me and so one of my dear friends and artists lauren morris she's also a big collector and a designer of boards she Created, oh my God! This most beautiful board. It's called a Luna board. It has a giant moon in the middle. Mm-hmm. It has, it has like, um, it's out in the, the celestial bodies around. It has the, it's in a circle too. And, and I'm going to be releasing a video this this Friday that's going to show my. <laughs> if you go to my YouTube channel, you'll see the release of this video where I interview Lauren and what was her motivation, inspiration behind this board and the board I have. I'm going to be showing it. But this board is very special. It's my most recent. It's number 44. And um, it comes with a really unique planchette or an indicator. So what happened was about a year ago, she and her neighbors there was they received one morning all these dead Luna Moths on the ground. Oh. And when they once they come out of their solace, they only have about a week to live. All they do is she says they don't even have a mouth. She says what they do is they just propagate uh, and they have babies or or babies. (laughs) They lay eggs. (laughs) Um, So so they, they you know, that's what they do. That's all they do for about a week and then they die. That's so a lot that they do, because you think about it, they're helping with, you know, pollinate, cross-pollinate, and then they're producing more of these. And these luna moths are gorgeous, the big green ones. And so she, they took them, and she got a bunch of them, she put them in resin and made it into a planchette. What? So oh, that's amazing. Yes, there's wow. actually a luna moth in my planchette. Oh, I need to see that. That is oh, phenomenal. Oh, it's fantastic. I'm telling you, it's going to be on up this Friday on my YouTube channel. So everybody come, come join me there anyway, but watch the video. It'll be out Friday, as I said and then I will eventually post it on my website under um, pictures of boards because it's just a beautiful board. Now I have many gorgeous boards but this one's very special because the other thing Is that she put a dedication on the back to me she asked me if i wanted to put a quote and so the guides had a quote about the moon that we put on the back and it's a very very beautiful quote and i'll be sharing that in the video as well we've already used the board once it works exquisitely it's very smooth and the planchette moves nicely over she does a great job making her boards but also you know i have like i said i have a lot of boards i i think my favorite boards of all although I appreciate all the homemade ones because they're one-of-a-kind, would have to be my traditional regular Ouija boards that actually have the Ouija name on them. And mine would be my 1973 board, which is circa 1972 Parker Brothers board from Salem, Massachusetts. And then my second favorite would be my 1950s uh, William Fold larger board. I I just really dig the old Ouija boards.
0: Yeah, oldies but goodies, absolutely. That's
1: right. <laughs> yeah, no,
0: that's really neat. So, Karen, for the people who want to see that YouTube video, how can they find your YouTube channel?
1: Thank you for asking. Will you go, just look up Karen A. Dahlman, D-A-H-L-M-A-N. My middle initial in there on YouTube, and my channel will pop up. And I have over 200 videos. I think I think I have about 206 videos. So what what we have on there is a, is a, a couple shows. One's called The Women of Ouija, where Marla Martinson, one of my friends, and I did this whole series about 70 videos, just real quick videos, fun, uh, happy, kitschy kind of videos, just to, to to have a good time, but also talk about using the board. And then I then the last uh, show I've been doing is called Creative Visions TV, which is I have guests on who also have their own way of reaching into the unseen dimensions and then I, I have show their show our a series on there where I talk about the board and I show you examples of how to use it, I help people use their boards better, we do live sessions and then I might show you, pop on there and show, talk about some of the different boards and, and of course this Friday we'll be talking about my, my latest board. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lot of fun, I have a lot of fun there and uh, we have a lot of subscribers from all over the world and we have a nice group there.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, talking about people listening from different places, that's exciting. Seeing, you know, all these people just from all over the place, some places you've never even heard of, going, "Wow, they're actually taking time and listening and watching and supporting." And so that's what And it's they like all Ouija about.
1: boards. Yeah. And, they, and they, or they are they're curious about it, or they collect, or they just want more information, but a lot of them really want to learn to use it. Or they are using them. So we have a great mixture of people that leave comments and so you can learn a lot from what everybody's asking and talking about on on the comments section in those videos. So it's 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 a great community. I really I enjoy it.
0: Right, absolutely. And a great community it is for sure. And so Karen, I kinda wanna hear I kind of want to hear about a Ouija session or seance that you've conducted like I know throughout the years you must have had done countless too many to Uh count but like just like you know paranormal investigations I'm sure there are some that are just like kind of stick with you more memorable than others and some of your most memorable moments if you will are there any that you walked away from just going wow did that seriously just happen?
1: I, I gotta tell you this happens all the time I, I, I when I think we get such great messages or, or communication like let's say somebody deceased loved ones they wanted to bring through or something I'm I, I can't I, even though I've been doing this for such a long 46 years oh a, a long time it's like it never ceases to amaze me it, not in belief because I, I 100% believe it's not that it's just the quality and the level of the communications and the and how honored I feel that somebody's loved one would come through or somebody's spirit guide would come through or the messages that come from the, from even the guides that have such powerful things to say to somebody that just that just knocked them off their socks or really helps them in their life. I get letters all the time that tell me how much I've helped them with just some of the live sessions we do. And I do private sessions, too. We're kind of on hiatus right now. We're traveling a lot. My partner is, and I am, too. Uh... For, for work and stuff, so we put it on hold, but um, yeah. we, do have a, we do have a waiting list for that. But those, those messages in itself, those sessions are crazy. I don't know these people for the most part. They, they may have come to me from somebody who knows somebody or maybe somebody in a group I know or even from YouTube, but the, the, what comes through is just, it's just amazingly stunning, astounding and cool, and I'm in awe. I'm just in awe, and I'm in awe because... I am so lucky to be the messenger that gets to be a part of this trans transaction or transmission. And that's what blows me away. And um, I mean, I can give some specifics, too. I mean, I, I remember there's this uh, guy I knew who I knew him in college, and he died unexpectedly a few years ago. Mm. And it wasn't a very, I guess, positive death. I didn't know much about his passing, yeah. but um, his mother... He was my age. His mother reached out to me because because she found my book and she realized and she knew she realized who I was that I was actually a friend of his from college. I was also in one of his weddings and. Then she reached out to me and said, "You know, I, this may be you know a long stretch, but would you be willing to try to reach out to so and so and and you know see if you can get a message?" She goes, "I'm just struggling with his death, and I have a lot of unanswered questions." And I said, "Absolutely, would try." So you know, you don't know. I, I don't know. I can't guarantee anything. I just right. know I could do is put the energy out there, be with my guides, and allow the energies to come through. And sure enough, he came through. And told her some very uh, specific stuff, that, and certain ways he said things that I would not have known, and I didn't know about the circumstances of his death. But he went into more detail about it, and I that just totally changed everything to the point where uh, she she was she thanked me prof- profoundly she was so touched by this she felt like she was able to move on for life and she has been able to move on and not hold such a heavy burden on her shoulders and, and with the family as well he left behind some children mm-hmm. and they were a little bit older but still it's just it's sad that you know the father died at a very young age I think he was about 50 when he died so mm-hmm. that that's about right so I that was a that was a story of healing I find that a lot of people will come to us they're struggling with something in their life or they want to ask a question about their loved ones and so these are the kind of messages that will come forth and you know even if their loved one can't come through typically there's a message for them from somebody who can communicate on on their loved one's behalf or a message from the guides that will relate somehow to their life and and what they need to hear because sometimes people will ask questions and they'll say I really want to know if my grandma's okay but the real question they want to ask is my grandma supported me in my life how can I move forward in my life and what they do is they go right to the vibration of not the words, but the vibration of the person that they, that's holding the vibration, I meaning the person asking the question, and they read vibration, instead of just listening to the words. So it's really it's really phenomenal. And by the way, backing up to the whole imaginal realm, you guys, when you don't have a board and when you do this work, that's how you do it. You go into your imagination, you go into your mind, you go into that part of you where this creativity resides, and you allow those things to bubble up to you. And that's how you get stuff as this is what you really want to know. It, that would come through as opposed to you know just hearing the words. And that's and the guides read vibration, and really our imagination is all about vibration and energy. So th- th- those things really go hand in hand but there's but tessa there's always every single session i've never walked away since the since 1986 from a session that i couldn't appreciate before then the 13 years before that you know i was still learning it was still new i was still young i was still maturing into learning to use this tool and yes i had exciting things but not every session was always memorable but it was in 1986 when it it was a game changer and then from then on out I kept copious notes, and I can go back and read through everything, and now I, I don't i don't just keep notes. I record it, uh, audio recorder, so I can write my books from the stuff. So it's just, yeah, I have cases and cases and cases. It's, it's just always, always amazing right. every time I sit down. Now, I can't say every time I sit down on a board with anybody, it's when I've developed a relationship with somebody and they become my board partner. That's when the messages are profound. I won't do readings for somebody unless it is one of my already board partners I trust that I've been working with and we've already developed that ability together to use this tool and then that's when the messages really come through that are fantastic
0: incredible yeah and and just going back to that that poor woman that mourning mother I think that what you did for her again like you said I can't guarantee your son will come through but I'll definitely try and Uh lo and behold he does and just kind of helps and you know, gives that message that she so desperately needed and like you said, now she's able to move on and yeah, he's still gone, but she could breathe a little lighter now and just feel feel better, you know I mean, not, be- I don't know if better is the right word, but, or like, and I don't Well,
1: yeah, feel lighter, let's all use the, I think that's, I know what you're trying to say, she felt lighter and she's and, and yeah. we've become friends since then you know, it's really, it's nice and it's it's <sighs> I'm honored. But what's really yeah. fascinating about this gentleman that came through in college, a lot of people called me by my last name instead of calling me Karen, and they called me Dolman. Yeah. And, and when he was all done with the whole message, he goes, "He goes, Dolman, I am so appreciative that you would did this for my mother. Aww. And that came through, and I was like, "Oh, he just was so emotional because, of course, I would. You were my friend, right? You know, Absolutely. but it was, but it was definitely him, as he called me Dalman. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, at this point, I do know, I, I know the energies, I know who's coming through. It's always the guides first, then from there they may bring somebody else in that needs to communicate. It just, you know, it just depends. It depends on the session. But yeah, I I feel very confident and comfortable in in, in the messages and how they're delivered to us.
0: Oh, certainly. No, that's amazing. And like you said, you've been doing this for. For forty six years, and it's so funny because you guys, when you look at this picture, the cover picture of the episode, that's Karen. You don't look forty six in that picture, even. Like you
1: look. Well, you're very kind. I, I guess I have very good genes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, or, or the joke is, I got started in utero. <laughs> <laughs> or
0: I got started in past life. <laughs> yeah, or there 20. we go. There we go. I I have to agree with that. So you know, I know Karen. You know, a few years back, I actually had the Pleasure to communicate with a past friend via a Ouija session and it was a truly a great feeling and just like your college friend's mother I walked away from it just like ah you know at the time of his passing we weren't friends we were actually pretty estranged for like about eight nine years before his passing and now he I feel him around me all the time and communicating with him through the board was amazing and I know you just finished talking about about communicating with him but that was like you know his mom on his mom's request and stuff have you ever had someone from your past communicate with you through the talking board besides your friend
1: oh many times yeah I have I have I have several friends who have who have died more recently Oh, I'm sorry yes yes most of them have come through and and One one will only come through, she through through the through one of my angels, and other ones just come through in different ways, like in dreams, but no, but I've had many come through the Ouija board. Uh, One of my board partners, and she's written about in the spirits of Ouija, she was working with me, and she she passed away um, three years ago, but before that, she used to board with me for quite some time, and um, she came through immediately, she came through in a dream. If one of us passes, transitions before the other, we'll come back and talk on the board. So I, I was expecting her to come through. So what happened was, instead, was my angel came through, and and this person, her name's Rhonda, and she, the one that died, and she 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 and I talked to, talk to Mary, my angel, Mary angel all the time, and she was very a uh, part of, helped me write the book, The Spirits of Ouija, with a lot of the sessions in there. You'll see Rhonda's name in there as well. Yeah. Anyway, so she comes. So what happened was, my angel came through and said real in poems of serious affection and I went what does that mean and she said oh, you need to think about this and and come back when you know what that means and she's that's all I can say wow what's uh, well let me tell you what that is it's an acronym what happened was when she came to me in a dream when when Rhonda had passed over a few days I was, oh, it was about a week later it was the night before we did her Celebration of life ceremony. Mm. In the dream, this beautiful, beautiful, brilliant, huge butterfly came to me and landed on my hand. And in the dream, I said, You guys, this is Rhonda. Quick, take a selfie of us. So we were taking selfies with the butterfly and me, taking, and everybody's taking photos. I go, Rhonda, you're so beautiful. And I just, I just knew it was her. So, but the word butterfly in Spanish is mariposa. Messages are real and poems of serious affection. M a r i p o s a oh
0: my god karen i just got chills i just got goosebumps no i know it's crazy amazing and so Rhonda
1: came through in the most clever ways because she knew that that's what i would appreciate the most and i would laugh i would cry i would laugh i would know for a fact it was her because she showed up in the dream as a butterfly Oh. and here was this message from the angel that said mariposa hidden in it one of our most compl- we, we get we get uh, acronyms but it was a complicated acronym in spanish no less and not that Rhonda spoke spanish she understood a little bit yeah Un poquito. <laughs> and i thought that was brilliant so that's yeah. that stories you're, you're the first people first group to hear this story this story will be in one of my new books coming out but it it's things like that that blow me away and make is such a clever tool because here was a here was ronda coming through the angel and they made it into this clever acronym that can only relate back to a dream i had that only i had and i had to put the pieces together like a puzzle to figure out what she was saying and that, that's what she was saying oh uh, that's why i gave the butterfly because i had a poem i wrote that went with the butterfly and i read it at her celebration of life dedication wow. Yeah, it just, there's even more to the story, and I won't won't even go on, and she keeps showing up my life with this butterfly theme, whether it's in Spanish, or it's in English, and and there'll be more, there's more to the story, but I get these all the time, this is not just one-offs, this is like, every time I sit down at the board, there's something just spectacular like this that comes through, whether it's just a message for me, or for somebody I know, or I'm working, you know, the guides like to write, help me write my books, they have suggestions for the books, or just, it's. Certain things they'll say, and I'll chew on it a little bit, and it'll become something much more. And yeah, there's so much going on. And the animals like to, to communicate to me through the board. So this this is why I love using this tool. It's just – it's there's endless, or I'll say infinite, possibilities of communication and connection and messages that can come through in the most profound and clever of ways that I just – I love it.
0: I love it. Yes, absolutely, yeah, and thank you so much for sharing that very special and personal story, uh, experience, and I'm really sorry for the loss of Rhonda, I, you. you know, it's always, people sometimes say like, oh, well, you're, you investigate the paranormal why are you freaking out about death? And I I'm over emotional when people die in my life. And I'm like, I'm around it all the time. But it makes me even more of a nutcase when somebody actually leaves my life. And so it is really interesting how that happens. But yeah, it's there's times where I'll lose like three or four people a year. And then it'll be okay for a year or two and then just like every year and it's so hard and never gets easy especially when they're so close to you and they pass at a young age and you know old age too I had my grandparents both leave at 86 years old and Ah. it just doesn't get easy but may Rhonda rest in peace and it's so neat that she's there like she still shows herself to you and communicates with you and maybe one of your angels you
1: know. She's she's uh, she's definitely at peace, and you right. know it's, it's it's a process. So you know, I would do want to. I'm glad you brought that up. About even though you're into the paranormal, I am too, and I you know I love talking to the, the deceased, the transitioned. I'll call them because they they really do, they, death death is an illusion. They really alive, but they're just in another form. Mm-hmm. And they talk. They, this is why they can come back and talk to us all the time. And they're really just a vibration away. They're not far at all. They remind me of that all the time. But even though we're human and we have emotions, and we're gonna mourn. And so it's really important that we do mourn. It's important that we go through all the feelings that you know, the uh, of stages of, of loss, and the grief, and the anger, and the pain, and the anguish, and the negotiation. And finally, you come to a place where you are more at peace with it. But you never you never forget, you never stop being emotional. So that's, it's just an important thing. We're, even though we can understand and believe and, and enjoy researching this stuff, it's, it's still, we're human, and we're gonna have feelings. And like, I just lost uh, one of my 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 dear cats uh, just two months ago. Yeah, oh, I'm so and sorry. It, it was horrible. Yeah, I'm still sad. I'm still sad. I have moments when I'll just start crying. Somebody asks me about it, and I go, Whoa! Oh. You know, and that's normal. And yeah. you know what? It's okay. But I feel fortunate because I do have the opportunity to communicate with him, and he still talks to me through the board, as he did when he was alive. And he's one of the stars in my book, The Spirits of Ouija. He's the cat Jack in uh. that book. And he talks when he's alive. Uh. And now he's talking to me from the other side. And I have a lot of stuff he has to say, along with his half-brother, um, who's been dead a year. Mm-hmm. They both are still talking to me, and they're going to be in one of my books coming up, up too, because they have a lot of stuff to say about the afterlife for animals, and it's just absolutely beautiful.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, and I definitely, we're going to touch on some of your books here in a minute or so, but I just want to say that I, myself, Karen, just lost my family cat we've had for 18 oh. years. 18 years! and Oh, um, man. So I And her name was Flake, just a pure white gorgeous short hair cat with one blue eye one green eye and feisty as all hell and um <laughs> i think that flake and jack are up there watching over us and just playing <gasps> together and having a laugh. that's blast. So
1: sweet absolutely they do <laughs> play together they do they, they they literally go and they hang out with other animals they literally do and there also yeah. people are there too with them it's just like being here but with new people and yet they don't have their pain and they, right. they, don't, they don't feel that anymore it's gone just right. like humans
0: And you know, Karen, I don't know... my boyfriend thinks I'm so nerdy but to me one of the cutest sounds is a cat meow my cat will come around the corner the, the cat that I have now I've had her for about five or six years and and her name is Buttercup and she is just so adorable and she'll come up and go meow and I'll go oh I love the kitty meow and this like little baby voice to my boyfriend like, oh boy <laughs>
1: <laughs> Listen, I just like to laugh because I have a cat left too it? bear, and is bear he does a little baby meow and he's he's like a big cat but he goes meow the little, the little cute little meow too and it's just a you know what it's just hard warming and yeah. that's their way of saying hey thank you I love you I'm here for you we're together we're buds you know so that's that's their form of communication <laughs> right
0: absolutely yeah we talk up a storm with each other we'll just go meow 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 <laughs> it's like <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny it's yeah they're definitely special and I do love that they're around in spirit as well and absolutely yeah there's been times yeah, yeah. in investigations where I've gotten a cat meow or just different things oh, and uh, um yeah, just really neat stuff and so karen i kind of want to talk real quick about the talking board historical society you are the director for tbhs and i think that is so awesome talk a bit about this amazing society and how did you come about becoming the director and for those who are interested is there a way to join this special society
1: Great. Well, okay. So, what it is? We are talking board historical society. We dedicate, preserve the rich history to any kind of talking board, and also, of course, the Ouija board. And we talk about the history. We dig up information past. Articles about them. We so we, we've been able to trace back the history for years. Robert Murch is the one who started this foundation, and it's a it's a five hundred one c three nonprofit organization in the United States. And there's eight of us, and we're all considered directors, but we, but some are considered like Robert Murch is the um, chairman of the board. We have a VP, treasurer, secretary, and the rest of us are all a director. And we are when you get into this group, it's really how much you love and you're around and you collect and you know about boards my thing that i added to the group was that i actually use boards and i'm a practitioner there's there's nobody else in the group right now that actually really uses a board a whole lot maybe a little bit mm. but that's my that's what i bring to it i bring to it the fact that i write about it talk about it and that's pretty much all i i do for the when I, when it comes to reaching into the unseen dimensions but we all have our special talents in this group and so right now it's a closed group however if people are interested in it in, in, and watching it grow and evolve, we're going to eventually open it up to membership. But what I would suggest you do is you come join us on Facebook at Talking Board Historical Society. We have a, we have like 10,000, almost 10,000 subscribers there. And we, we talk, we share so much about the history. We do videos, we do pictures, we bring up the old facts and articles. We show boards, we talk about so many things there. And you'll learn a lot about all kinds of Talking Boards. And it's a wonderful community because... Trust me, there's a lot of people that know a lot about our boards that aren't even in our group uh, at this point. But it will open up eventually. Now, having said that, we have some really cool things coming up that Talking Board Historical Society sponsors. And since we are a a nonprofit organization, we always rely on donations. So the first thing we have coming up is in October 12th, we have what we would call is WeJazilla, Rick (laughs) Shrek, the VP – of the tbhs he is a talented tattoo artist and has actually created the largest talking board it's actually a ouija board in the whole wide world this wow. board is so big that you can park five semi 18-wheeler trucks on it
0: what oh my goodness yep. that's amazing it's as long
1: as a brontosaurus Oh, it is wow heavy as a ten thousand pound elephant. This board is huge. So what we're doing in Salem, Massachusetts, August twelfth at noon, no, excuse me yeah, at yeah, at noon, at noon. We are unveiling it in Salem Salem Common. So that's in Salem, Massachusetts, the Salem Common, which is right next to the Hawthorne Hotel, which by the way is haunted. And we're laying it out there in the park. It's huge. We have to bring a semi truck to pull it in. I mean oh. these are it's gigantic the planchette in itself is 15 feet long oh my
0: god that's awesome and it rolls
1: around it's legit you can get in it and you can push it yes. and so um we're really excited about this you can get, learn more about it tbhs uh, on facebook talking Board historical society uh, i've done some videos there about it i'm be releasing another video this week where you'll i'll be interviewing rick he's going to tell you all about his motivation behind it all about the his his uh, work but we're sponsoring this with him we're going to be there a bunch of us directors we're selling merchandise there'll be a ouija zilla shirt now it's called ouija zilla because it's like ouija i mean it's it's like it's like godzilla but a ouija so it's It's really awesome fantastic and we are breaking world's record ripley's believe it or not will be there as well there's just some cool stuff going on the other thing we have going on if you come to, to salem in the month of october we have a, a wonderful – it's called the Wandering World Ouija Museum. It's a traveling museum that we do from the TBHS. It has some really cool boards in it, but really we're trying to focus on the boards that were made in Salem, and Massachusetts, specifically the Parker Brothers board. Like I mentioned, my favorite board from the 73, that one was made in Salem, Massachusetts, and we have a display for free at the Visitor Center in Salem. And then one other thing we have going on—it's it, it, open now, but it's by one of our members, his treasurer John Kozick of the Talking Board Historical Society. He's a fantastic collector. He opened up the Salem Witch Board Museum, and boy, you guys, that is cool! I just did a video interviewing him about that, and that's also on the the uh, Facebook page for us. Go check that out. You can get a little sneak peek of his museum. But this—he's put seven years of work into this, and now he's he's out of he's in a shop called remember salem he has the back room of of it and it's full and it's a beautiful display of, of all these talking boards and ouija boards and planchettes and history and pictures and articles and just some rare things are in there and it's really cool so we got three things right now going on uh, that we're doing in salem oh yes places.
0: yeah out of all places salem absolutely and the
1: perfect place to do this oh my goodness
0: <laughs> yeah karen you know salem has forever been on my bucket list And believe it or not, I haven't been there yet. It's definitely on my list of places to go to. I just I think that even if you're not like into the paranormal, just the history that that place holds, you know, I mean, I think it's really worthy just to go and check out. And I'm like really jealous for the people who get to go to the October 12th. Event. I mean, that's going to be epic with Ripley's. Believe it or not, there as yeah, well. Yeah, epic. And oh my god, that's going to be awesome. And, uh... and and
1: you know, it's cool too. Tessa. We have we have um, people that that are uh, that are. You know, uh, uh, donating money, and they actually have bought corners of the boards. So the board is going to have going to have people's logos, their company's logo on oh, it. And these cool. logos are like oh, five feet, six feet, because this board is so dang huge. And so, wow. um, it, it's it's crazy because it just some people have helped donate supplies, donate paint, but also donate money so we can. Get all this, get move it there, put it up, you know, get permits and everything we need. So it's like, you know, we're a nonprofit, and so it helps that everybody comes out and you know helps us. But if you still want to get involved, you can go to tbhs. org, check out what's going on. We always take donations there. Anytime you buy a shirt from us those those shirts all that money goes right to these kind of events that we we do that's where the money goes we don't get paid we just pay for ourselves to show up and and in fact i'm flying out there myself and i'll be there i think for three three and a half days in salem wow with the setup and also helping it you know watching over it but also i'm going to walk around and i want to meet people too so i'll be hanging out in salem and, and anybody that's out there please come by and say hello Tell them that Tessa sent you.
0: <laughs> Heck, yeah. Absolutely. I sent you guys, and I'm there in spirit. I mean. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate that. That's incredible. That is definitely incredible. So, yeah, you guys, definitely check it out. Be a part of the action and part of history. And... Oh, huge.
1: This oh. is going to be huge, you guys. Nobody's going uh, to be able to break this world record. And I'll tell you what. Yeah. If anybody thinks they can, trust me, Rick will find a way to break that one again. Right. Right. Challenge accepted. Oh, he's, he's determined. <laughs> this has been a dream of his. What TBHS is about, too, which I really love, we support each other in our dreams. So, you yeah. know, John had the dream of this, of the Witchboard Museum, which is now a, a reality. Rick had this dream of this giant talking board, the world's largest. He's doing it. They support me my dream, my books that I write. And we support each other in everything. The, the wandering world of, of Ouija Museum. That's something that some of the other, other members had started years ago, and we just keep it going. So, it is about supporting dreams uh, uh, that we have with talking boards and Ouija boards
0: that's right yeah. absolutely and that is amazing and it's all about the support and just supporting it each really other is. and being there yeah absolutely so Karen you know you really truly are a woman of many talents you do it all you're an author you've written many books one book i want to hear more about is the spirits of ouija four decades of communication and now i know you talked about a little bit of that the 40 years that's a really that's a good amount of time you know to just have all that experience under your belt talk a bit about this book and how people could find it
1: sure so thank you so you know when i wrote this book at that time, it had been exactly 40 years i have been used in this board. And, and really, you guys, I because of my – I'm kind of in the public here in, in the L.A. areas where I live. I have a business, and my business is in telecom. And I've been – I was really kind of kept things quiet. I was always worried that, you know – since we just pretty marginalized at times and there's such great stigma with it, that, that could, that maybe that could hurt my business. And, and yeah. in fact, it hasn't. It hasn't at all. But I, but it was really for me to decide. Am I might have come out in the public and talk about this, but there was too many profound things happening with this tool that I felt like it could help people in their lives. And I was doing open message circles without being in the public, but people knew, and they would come to my sessions and they would get healing, clarity, guidance, all these things that happened. And And that was what really led me to write that book. And so when I wrote that book, I immediately um, started doing all these shows, just shows after shows after shows. And, because this was a book that was about my odyssey for 40 years and also it's unique because it's not all that stereotypical negative stuff because I never had that I was I was working the ouija pretty much in a vacuum but away from social media yeah. uh, you know we didn't have social media when I was using this tool right. and i think my background as a therapist is very unique too that i bring a therapeutic element to my sessions and and the guides that i've attracted to me work very much that way too and so it's 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 unique it's a book that talks about how, how to use it. It's a book that shows you all the things I did and things maybe to try and don't try or ways to get this tool to work for you, and then and then opens you up to the possibilities of the animal communication, communicating with the angelic realms or um, even guides or celestial beings or ethereal beings, which is who the guides I speak to have never been born in a body, and I talk about that, and I give you a lot of examples and a lot of stories, and the stories I share here today are not even in that book. I have so many stories, but... The, my turning point story, my my initial story, even even my imaginary playmates not in that book. He's in a he's in a book came out after that. And i was just really trying to focus on the Ouija board and and just help people get more comfortable around it, understanding its history, its roots, how it was used, and then how I used it because I know people use it differently, and and then how I, I took it serious seriously, which I think allowed me in many ways to do it and use it at the level that I use it now, which is just like going to a psychic or medium and getting a, a real hot positive reading. So that book covers everything, you know, from A to Z, everything in between. And it's a book that people when people read it. I, I was really excited because I got a lot of feedback people said, hey, this should be the manual that comes with the Ouija board. This is the manual. This is what was missing from it. And so that's, a, so I find that is an honor when people tell me that. But yeah, that book is, it, it does really well, you can get it on Amazon, in both uh, Kindle and paperback, I sell it on my website if you want a, a, a autographed copy I also, when I do events, I'm selling my books I won't be selling them in uh, Salem, because I'm really going to focus on Rick and John and, and TBHS, but when yeah. I travel, I do a lot of talks, I'll be at um, Sage Paracon in the UK, in November I'll have my books with me there, people that in the UK listen to the show, I'll be there so yeah, that's what that book's about, it's really all about what I've done with Ouija, and then, you know I have so much more that has happened since and even some things I didn't put in that book that are that are, could be coming out in a, in a newer book that comes out a little later so, so but thank you for asking me
0: oh that's fantastic yeah and that's neat and I really it, it's good to have a book like yours when it comes to the Ouija board because unfortunately that is one thing that so many people are dead set against and try to demonize and it's a shame because it's You know whether they had like a weird experience or they it's just just something that they don't understand and like for me and for like you you know you get to communicate with people that you miss and help other people and stuff and so it is neat to have a book like that and I really like Karen that you give the option to you know yeah you could get it through Amazon and I tell people that about that with my book too but I always am like you know if you want an autographed copy get it through me, you know, and Ow! it's, like, more personal that way, and I love, whenever I get a book, and if I have the option to get an autographed copy, I will definitely go that route, and I, I didn't know anything about, you know, being an author and stuff, and I, I just, when I bought books off Amazon, and I I was tripping out when I started selling books on Amazon, and it's like sixteen ninety five, and I was getting like four dollars or something. I'm like,
1: huh? <laughs> I was like, I yeah, don't really be- that they think if you book out there, you're you're, you're really you're just making you're rolling the dough. And if you have a book at a regular publishing house, you might make a buck on a book. Right. So geez. you don't get wealthy in these books. I'm everybody to understand that you do it because we love it. We love the the uh, the craft of writing. We love sharing our information. Right. Um. You know, unless you're a best selling <laughs> author and then you get book deals, and this when you start making money. Right. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's you know that's, that's a little ways down the road, but, yeah. but I know that we do it. I know Tessa does it, too, because it's our love of, of the craft.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I've been writing since a little child, you know, living in New Mexico and in Colorado. I had a lot of close people to me, friends and family, pass away at, like, super young ages, you know, before they even left teenhood. Wow. Um, and so one of my things, one of my ways of mourning was writing. I would write about them. I would just, I would just go crazy and write. And I still have journals of me writing wow. these things. And I just read it going, gosh, it looks like a 30 year old wrote this. <laughs> and then here I was like 14 years old writing this stuff. Wow. Yeah, definitely. Um, writing is, uh, definitely, uh, therapeutic, way for me to deal with things for sure yeah um,
1: that's so healing and yeah you know and this is what I tell people too if you want to start doing this work even more so I, I think when you tap into your emotions it that is really the vessel that's the channel that this information comes to you I, I might call it the heart but what I'm saying is through your emotionality so when you are open to your emotions as Tessa mentioned that was received therapeutic value or way she was able to deal with these deaths and write about them. And I would say journaling. And that's, I, I, I got to tell you, I do the same thing. I keep journals on everything I'm writing. Not that I have to do it every day, Dear Diary kind of thing. It's more, when I was a child, I did that. It's more like I, I might write in it once or twice a week, sometimes even more. depends what's going on. But I, I just, I find that that's how I start tapping into some of these energies elsewise. And what I find when I start writing that way, then all of a sudden they want to come through. And also, like, oh, this is them. They want to come through through automatic. Right, and I let them just write. I let them just write, write in my right in my journal. I'm like, okay, cool. That's what I said. This is what they said, you know, and that kind of thing happens. So, that's a way you can start developing these channels for yourself without even using a Ouija board.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's amazing for sure. I'll I'll have to start doing that as well. And before we started recording, Karen, you were talking that you're actually working on two books. I I know how it is when they're not like, you know, out yet and stuff, but is there anything you want to say about these two sure. projects?
1: yeah i'll say this is what i'll say um so i have two one is a book that i'm doing on my own which is probably it's it'll be the fourth in my series but I, but it's actually my, my first series is called the spirit series this this one's going to go beyond that it's it's about consciousness it's about how to access consciousness but through the board and also outside of the board and how you can begin to tune into all these different types of energies we're talking about whether it's the animals or the angels and and, and really go into some deep dive into this with some fantastic messages and ways to do it yourself uh, and also, some examples along with some research into this with other people, what they're finding out about um, consciousness. So, there's some cool theories out there, and there's also some studies being done right now. And so, that's my own book I'm, I'm working on, that'll just be I'll be the author on that one. But I was recently approached, um, and a few months ago, exciting, exciting news to me, by a uh, a best-selling author in the UK. Her name's Teresa Cheung. She's very well known for her works on, uh, she's done comprehensive encyclopedias of dreams. She talks about the afterlife, she talks about angels, she talks about heaven, and... and her big thing, I think, was she, oh, premonition. She talks about a lot of things that's to do with um, just these faculties to be able to reach into the other realms. Now, she doesn't consider herself a psychic by any stretch, but she's definitely had some experiences. She's more of the researcher. She, she does the research, talks to the people, the, the doctors, the, the, the PhDs, the, the scientists. And she also has a degree f- uh, in theology from Cambridge in, in the U.K., she's a very talented writer just a beautiful lady and she approached me and said i would really like you to write a book with me and so we're writing a book the working title right now is called the code of the afterlife code but it's kind of working title so it kind of changes we kind of say code and we "afterlife," but it's about the afterlife basically i'll just say that it's about the afterlife and i'm i am going to my voice in there will be the voice of the talking board of of Ouija board and Give you a lot more examples of the work I do, and also go into understanding this tool from a whole nother point of view, and, and then share all ways uh, to do some of this work yourself. And, and it'll be it'll be really more mainstream. In terms of how what I say and where I go with it and what I'm talking about. And I've already written one of the chapters and I'm working on a couple more right now. So this book was scheduled to come out in 2020, but it looks like it's going to come out in 2021 20, now. So in about a year and a half from now, it's, we should see it being released by the publishing house in the UK. Uh, they have a lot of projects and they don't, they don't want this one to get lost right. in the shuffle. Of, of the Teresa's book she's doing she does a lot of books um but I expect my own book of the con- consciousness to come out in 2020 so there should be a book for me in the next each year the next two years so I we'll have one and then another one
0: oh my goodness you go girl and that's fascinating and that's so exciting thank that, you what an honor for this woman in the UK to ask for you to be part of this special project I mean that is that's amazing good for you very excited
1: well, yes, thank you, and I and I am I'm very honored, and it's it's just a thrill to be working with her, and you know for her to recognize what I'm writing by my style of writing that it would work with hers, and I think that's yeah, I'm happy, I'm, I'm super excited. You know, it's like this, it's, you love when you get good news. well, That was really good news for me. It was very exciting news right. for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, you guys, so keep an eye out for. Well, Karen Dalman has amazing books out already. Check those out. Get an autograph copy from her. And then, yeah, the next couple of years, be looking for those other books coming out. Good stuff. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. So, Karen, before we end, for those listeners out there who are interested in learning more about your paranormal and talking board adventures, how can they find you on the good old social media?
1: Yeah, well, you know, I, this is what I say. If you're really curious about what, what's going on with TBHS, myself, the books, my YouTube channel, join my newsletter. Come to my website at karenadallman.com or Creative Visions publications.com so my name's always easier to find Karen A. Dolman but come on over there join the newsletter and then from there my website is the portal to everything else so from there you could go to my YouTube you can go to my social media you can go to the shows that I'm linked to other shows I've done this show will be there too a link to it um, and then also I recommend you go to TBHS which stands for Talking Board Historical Society so tbhs.org and you can learn more about uh, the talking board historical society the members that are there and we that's there you'll see what i think is going on with us too we post regularly in social media and you'll see you know our twitter feeds you'll see our facebook feeds going in there and then by all means come to facebook and join us the talking board historical society everybody's welcome to join and you just learn more if you're really into talking boards and ouija boards and then you know stay tuned stay tuned and see what happens because there will be a time when we're going to want to uh, open up membership in this group because it really is a fantastic group and I I love what it stands for and I love the fact that we are preserving history this is such rich history that has affected the psyche of America and also the psyche of the world I mean Ouija now is something that every country they know about and I know because I can see who's hitting me who's hitting me up my website from all these different countries or even from YouTube we were talking about this earlier it's amazing it's just absolutely stunning that that Ouija is like worldwide
0: right absolutely and not only that but you know I remember talking with Bob and seeing just on social media that those donations on are helping with the headstones for yes. the big people the you know the people who've started this all you know and that is amazing too and so for the real quick Karen for the people who want to check out these headstones where are they oh, located yeah. again
1: yeah, so this is why the Talking Board Historical Society started in 2008. They put in the headstone. I, I wasn't part of the group at that point. 2008, they put in the headstone for Elijah Bond. And Elijah Bond was the patent attorney who actually patented and trademarked. He's also one of the uh, one of the owners who started out with the Charles Kennard Company and and got the Ouija board patented. And so that gravestone is in Baltimore, and you can go see it in one of the cemeteries there. And then and then recently, this is what you're thinking about too. Then I was a member of, of TBH. At, at this point uh, Everybody's donation helped us get the gravestone Which that was non-existent Just like Elijah Bond was non-existent They didn't have one wow. It was non-existent for, for Miss Helen Peters And Miss Helen Peters was the gifted psychic Who sat at the board with Elijah Bond In front of the patent officer Who said to them I don't know you, you don't know me But if you want this dang thing patented And nothing can spell out my name and who I am Then you get your patent And sure enough it did Oh, and that story goes. Incredible. So she did not have a, a headstone. She was buried in a fa- in a family plot. Seven people were in that plot, but only th- three had names on the headstone. So we approached the family, realized she was buried there, found out she was, and and the family was so thrilled that they didn't have the money to afford this, and we put a giant gravestone in. It's 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 a monument, you guys. It's, it's beautiful. The family approved it. They love it. Has everybody's name listed on there, and of course Miss Helen Peters, and it has. You have to go see it. Look online. Just look up Helen um, Peters' uh, gravestone, and it's that one's located in Denver at the Fairmont Cemetery, and you can go see that one, too. Ooh. And the cool thing is about this, that one – because it, it's a very – by the way, it's a very beautiful cemetery. But what's interesting is they had no idea such a famous lady was, was buried in there, and they have a tour. They take, take people on through that cemetery of famous ladies who are buried Uh, in that cemetery and now she's on that tour now you can see and hear about her and her contributions to this to the Ouija board by the way the Ouija board would not be we would not be named Ouija without her she was one that also sat at the board when the name Ouija was spelled out she was also one of the original business owners there was men and one woman and she was the one woman involved nobody knew that all this just came out in the last six years and so that's another thing that everybody's helped us with and we really appreciate that we could not have done that without your help Incredible!
0: That is so cool, Karen. And I, Colorado is my home state. I go, I live there part time. Yes, I, knew I will that. definitely have to go to visit that cemetery and go check it out. And I think it's so neat that you guys put not only her name but the other family members that didn't have their name there in the first right. place. It always kills me when I go to a cemetery and I see like you know these tiny little headstones that don't have anything on them or say unknown and it's just like it's heartbreaking so that's so cool that you actually you did that for the family, and I'm sure the family was just like, "Oh my God, that's amazing!" You know, very grateful about it. That's awesome.
1: Cemetery. We had a big ceremony, and the family was there, and we gave them the plaque that was on the ground, handed it to them, and they came to our event afterwards. It was it was all Aww. all about them and 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 their and Helen Peters and honoring that that whole lineage there. So it was a it was a fantastic event, oh. and it was very oh, it was just it was just it was sacred in a way. It was very sacred right. to be there and to do this for her, that great lady.
0: Oh, how heartwarming yeah yes. and i know um you know talking about people listening from all over i know that denver is on the top cities so guys in denver guys and gals go check it out go to the what did you say the fairmont the
1: fair the fairmont cemetery yes. in denver that's right
0: check it out you guys definitely want to do it or go on that tour like she's taught like karen's talking about i bet uh-huh. it'll be epic
1: yeah, it really is, and then the cemetery itself is beautiful. And where the plot is, it's right next to this gorgeous big blue spruce uh, pine tree it, 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 or fir tree. It's just it's just beautiful, and, and the, the monument turned out really well. We had a we had the same group who made the Elijah Bond uh, on the East Coast do this one and ship it all the way out to Denver. There's, there's something very special with that as well. To use right. the same group and, and the style And one of the gentlemen In the Talking Board of Historical Society He's a director as well Mike Buckner designed the, the giant uh, gravestone That you would see for Helen Peters and He's done a dang good job we have, we have a lot of really talented artists In our group as well
0: That doesn't surprise me.
1: (laughs) You guys are great.
0: That's awesome. Well, Karen, huge thank you for taking time. I know you're you're a busy gal, and I really appreciate you taking time and joining me for this week's episode and.
1: Great. Well, listen, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure talking to you. And I enjoyed being on your last show, too. So thank you. And thank you to everybody out there listening. And yeah, come on out and, and join us. Come to these events or just check us out on Facebook or check, check out my YouTube channel or, or my uh, website. But and I, I, by the way, I love hearing from you guys, too. So thank you guys all again for being here.
0: So again, you guys, remember october 12th which is not too far away if you are in the salem massachusetts area go check that out the world's largest ouija board revealed how amazing is that karen is such a sweetheart again thank you karen for being on did you enjoy this week's episode yes 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 all right calm down sweetheart you could binge listen to the others They are equally fantastic. Want a reminder when the newest episodes are available for your listening pleasure? I thought you did. Subscribe now to Paranormal Prowler's podcast through Spotify, Google Podcast, Overcast, CastBox, Podcast Addict, Podcast Republic, Apple Podcast, iTunes, Deezer, and oh my god, so many others. See you next week, my sweet, sweet Ouija friends. He grew up in a boxcar in Oildale by the railroad track. His daddy died when he was eight years old. He had a hard time with that. His mama did the best she could,
1: but he stayed out on the run.